0: So okay.
1: Welcome to another week of Unplayable, sorry we missed you last week, something interesting came up internally that we ended up discussing at length at our usual time of recording and given the day jobs we couldn't rearrange, but the good news is we are back in action this week and there's plenty of good stuff to get through. Victor Hovland got a juicy win at the Tour Championship, winning a nice little 18 million dollars, a nice reward for hitting form at the right time. Zach Johnson has named his US Ryder Cup team in the last 24 hours with uh, one or two slight surprises in there. While Shane Lowry missed the cut at the Czech Masters last week, given he went there to get a step closer to securing his Ryder Cup spot, he raised more questions than he gave answers for uh, Luke Donald. Um, but Joe, we got to start with Hovland He's um, He's gone to another level over the last year in my mind I mean, his turnaround with his chipping his, is incredible um, He obviously got himself into the final group at St. Andrews last year Didn't make a challenge on Sunday But then he did push Brooks all the way at the PGA this year And now wins the FedEx Cup um, Players do get hot all the time But you have to say with Hovland... Um, it's he, he's the real deal.
2: Yeah, definitely. He's um he's trying to break into that top three. I think, you know, the one that we've been going on about all season with with Scheffler, McElroy and Ram. And he's deserving fourth, if not, you know, making a case for 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 getting getting bigger. And I think as you said, is his shown's in the majors, um, you know, warrant warrant that I think, you know, coming coming runner-up to, to Brooks. He didn't do much wrong against Brooks in the PGA as well. Like, he played well. It was just, you know, Brooks was being Brooks in majors at that point. Um, But like you mentioned, St. Andrews last year, shocking final day. But he probably, I think that was one of his, you know, first times in that position and he learned a lot. And he's, he's um, I think, you know, thinking about it, he's, you know, Scheffler obviously played the best golf all season to the green, but, what hovland did in the majors and then winning a big one at memorial and then coming good at the right time um absolutely 100 deserving um of the the season long the tour championship winner um and yeah he had the had the stones to do it on a, on sunday shooting a 63 like he had the what was it a five six shot lead going into sunday um and you kind of toss you know play conservatively and and you know try and shoot level one two under but sixty three phenomenal, phenomenal score with Xander shooting sixty two as well at the same time playing you know right in front of him. It was um, it was a very accomplished performance. Um, you know that putty hold on fourteen for par the twenty five footer that was that was a real kind of statement by him because I think he would have been two, only two shots in the lead um, if he missed that and then he went on to birdie the last three holes. So yeah, like I think. A major is the next step for him i think that's inevitable i think before he won the memorial he hadn't won on u.s soil i think it was he'd won the mayakoba a couple of times and he'd won the hero world and you know there were there were big fields they you know he beat kind of um the best guys in the world but they there there was a couple one or two question marks i think um but in obviously the last two months now he's he's kind of answered those questions and uh yeah, I think also so happy for him. He's definitely one of my favorites in the game. Hard not to like him, and um, luckily he's on a he's on our side uh, in a month's time as well. So could be a could be a man to be feared for the US team. I think.
1: Yeah, I agree. A, a Very likable guy, but you you said some some question marks um, over him until relatively recently. Cooper, like his. Short game was kind of abysmal. Like, he was really bad at chipping. There was videos of him shanking and duffing chips. I think he was, like, 190th on tour in chipping. Um, And I think now he's, like, top 20 on tour in in chipping. Um, That's probably been the difference between where he was a year and a half ago, say, and now.
0: Yeah, he'd be the first one to tell you. Like, he's... I think he said it multiple times. I just suck at chipping. Like it was um it was his kryptonite, really, because even um even for the last two weeks, um, he's been the first person to win back to back on the BJ tour with kind of accuracy and fairways. So like he's he's always absolutely struck the ball a mile, always been extremely accurate with it. Long irons are very good, but like if he did miss the green, there's genuine fear there that he might shank the ball or completely dove it. Um, and then Pudding hasn't been a problem for him either. So it was the one part of his game that kind of, I guess, got away from him. But yeah, like in the last... Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably since the start of this year. Um, he's been working on it. And I can't remember the name of his coach, but he said he only started working on him, with him very recently, um, as in less than six months ago. And he kind of didn't want to put pressure on him because he knew he was feeling it already. And yeah, it's just... As far as kind of natural ability, it is there, but there was just something. There was just something off. Whether it was technique or whether it was in his own head, he, he just couldn't get around it. And now that he's done it, he's he's just turned a complete corner. And maybe it was maybe it was the week of Memorial when they started working on it, which will be incredible if it's true. But um, I'll try and find it and put it up on Twitter. But uh, <clears throat> in terms of the the rest of his game, he never needed much of a hand with it. For this year then, I guess, not that he's kind of been under the radar. He's obviously been in the top 20 in all the majors. Uh, he's given two of them quite a good run. And like as far as just peaking at the right time, it's very Rory McIlroy-esque in terms of just showing up kind of in and around the frame. Coming into the BMW, winning it, getting the second in the FedEx, and then just going ahead and shooting the lights out again. And he was, to be fair, being chased like as in Xander, I think was what five behind going into this Sunday, and then shoots the lights out and still loses by five. Like it was, it was completely dominant. It was, it was very, very impressive. And I think was it after the BMW, he kind of came off the green and said to Rory Rome, "Is going to be fun." Like as Joe said, there, he's he's definitely. As far as kind of form dictates, the, the the number one guy we have going in to uh, to Rome. So when you do put him up against the likes of say the say Scotty Sheffer, obviously like Scotty's year this year is like if you take the putting out of it, stroke gain, driving approach, tee to green total, he's first greens and regulation score and average money earned, top tens, aggregate score and majors, <clears throat> like he's first in literally everything. And he actually has the seventh best score on average um, on the PGA Tour ever. well since records began with a 68.63, <clears throat> the first six spots are taken up by Tiger, which is just another little crazy Tiger stat to show how good he was back in the day. But the fact that he's only won twice with those kind of numbers um, is pretty incredible. And there's only one, one kind of reason for it. But if you do look at the some of the players this year, like, the likes of Hovland, Morikawa, um, McIlroy, like putting is the weakest part of their game. Like it's, it's turning, it seems like this season was a real ball strikers year and the really good putters, the likes of Harmon. they obviously got on the board and things like majors, but overall, like the distance these lads are hitting it, they're, they're able to get up and around the green and then get up and down and just win out in tournaments. It's um, putting, a, in my opinion anyway, is always going to be the, 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 the sign of a really world-class player but it's it, the game is changing a small bit now for these lads who are just completely dominating from T to green and then just trying to trying to get it in the hole afterwards but yeah no it's uh <clears throat> amazing for i guess europe seeing as, as i guess we'll talk about it in a while but um between the likes of hovland hitting form and um a few of the other lads creeping into contention and then the the U.S. captain's pick and the amount of rookies on the U.S. team. its its We have a far stronger hand than we did six months ago, looking ahead.
1: The the Hovlin thing is interesting. So I was just doing a little bit of reading in the last couple of days, and apparently, um, obviously his chipping has been very bad, and like everyone knows his chipping has been very bad, but uh, apparently he sat down with Eduardo Molinari and Matt Fitz, a while back to kind of go deeper on their stats. And uh, one of the things that they observed was, although he was a below average chipper, apparently he um, missed the green on the short side way more than the tour average. So he was like getting ultra aggressive with his second shots and um, into greens and then missing in the wrong spot. And then compounding that with, with being a, a bad chipper was kind of making everything look a little bit worse. Um, but Dave, the, the Ryder Cup point, you've kind of maintained the last few months that you'd be cautiously optimistic about the, the European team. Um, the likes of Hovland going well. Rory's in decent shape. Fleetwood's looking pretty pretty good. I mean, that certainly the top end of the European team is looking reasonably strong, you'd say
3: yeah i would think so i mean it might be looking a little bit top heavy i suppose but like when you have hovland in the form he's been in mackleroy and ram there's like from a friday and saturday perspective there's three parents put put someone with them and there's three parents sorted three or four sons and four ball um and then you know you've had the likes of hatton with solid seasons obviously matt fitzpatrick and um, tommy fleetwood as you mentioned and then it's probably the bottom end of the team that would be a slight bit of concern. Obviously, you mentioned about Larry missing the cut in the Czech Masters. It hasn't been a good summer, certainly for Shane. Um, I think Donald spoke quite bullish about him uh, in in Prague last week. So I think you know it looks like he's he's going to be, you know, he, he's going to be okay for a pick, which I think we probably most of us would have expected. But certainly from a foreign perspective, it, you know the Europeans would like to see him playing a little bit better and certainly making cuts in in those sort of events. But yeah, and I think, you know, if you want to pivot across to speaking about the about Zach Johnson's picks yesterday, um I think I think there was a couple of surprises there, you know, in, in some ways um in some ways unsurprising because I think, you know, the accusation before is that it's always been a little bit of a boys' club over there. I think it sort of followed that trend um with the likes of Justin Thomas making it in instead of Keegan Bradley. Um, but you know whether that will have an impact on the on the overall result, I'm not so sure. But like certainly from a from a European perspective, the signs are very positive, and Donald has to be very pleased with how the summer's golf has gone. With Hovland hitting these highs, McElroy, Ram, etc., as I said, continuing the form that they've they've shown over most of the year. Um, I think um Europe have 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 reason to be bullish about their chances.
1: Mm. The, looking at the U.S. team, so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, the the lads that had already made it, you had uh, Scheffler, Homa, Xander Harmon, and then Wyndham, Clark, and Cantley. They were the six that had already made it. And then for anyone who missed it, uh, Johnson's picks were Sam Burns, who won the world match play this year. Um, that would have done him no harm. Ricky made it. Brooks made it. Uh, Norikawa, Spieth. And then... JT, as you say, Dave, is the surprising one. Um, like I'm, I am surprised. I, it's, it's funny you say that the little boys' club. <laughs> it's probably an interesting perspective. Like he's missed five cuts in his last eight events. He shot eighty plus in uh, multiple rounds between the the Open and the US Open. He didn't make top seventy on tour. I mean he probably won't play much when it comes to the Ryder Cup. I can't imagine, like, with the depth that's there, um, he might get a game in the four ball and then one of the singles. I I just don't think, I think it's a bit weird picking Justin Thomas, given the amount of depth that the Americans have.
3: Well, he's their emotional leader in inverted commas, so it would be very difficult for these lads obviously to get motivated to play without him, um, you know, without JT, they're shotgunning cans in the first tee. Besides, just get get your, get your, get the juices flowing. Um, I I I cannot stand Justin Thomas when it comes to team golf, but um, you know, each to their own. He clearly gets the angst moving, but um, I thought it was very interesting. I thought Keegan Bradley's comments yesterday were very interesting when he said that he actively made uh an effort to get closer to, to some of the lads on the team because um, because he obviously felt that he was going to need uh, to, you know, a bit of a case of who you know or who, or who you don't know in terms of getting in there because, I mean, he's won twice on tour this year. He was top 25 strokes gained um, total on tour. It's, you know, to be fair to Bradley as well, In his two Ryder Cup appearances at a time when not a lot of them seemed to care, he did care and he like drove them on. I know it's gone back a good few years, but like clearly he was someone that was beneficial for, you know, emotional leadership at a Ryder Cup.
1: Who who could forget his scrap with um, Miguel Angel at, uh, was that the match play a couple of years ago?
3: That was was the match play, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he clearly has a bit of a fire in the belly. But, you know, equally as, as surprising or unsurprising as Thomas' pick was, whatever way you want to look at it, I think Sam Burns is, is equally as surprising. I think, um, I know you, you said he, he like a decent match play record, to be fair, but it seems to be that, you know, he's also good pals with Scheffler. And so I think there is this little bit of a boys' club click that's that's developing over there, um, which I suppose is no harm for them when the lads that they want on the team are in Rome. But um, it's probably not the way that you would think they should have gone about it. Given that, you know, Fina is another one um who can probably feel a little bit hard done by, uh, to knock it in ahead of Thomas certainly um, and then obviously we spoke about Glover over the last couple of weeks, um, but he probably, as we had mentioned, probably needed a little bit more of a stronger finish to the FedEx Cup, despite the fact that he won two in a row, um, to kind of solidify or to to keep himself in the. In the picture but yeah i mean it's clearly a strong us team on paper but i think given the form um that some of these guys are in uh, i wouldn't be overly disappointed with how it's panned out from luke donald's perspective um, and even like you know we spoke about rory and hovland in particular the form they've been in this summer and ram's starting to come back into a bit of a fo- bit of form and um, like the, the the real top players in the us team like sheffler obviously has had one of the all-time great ball striking seasons, but he hasn't held a post in about six months, um, which is obviously quite crucial when it comes to match play. So uh, I don't think the fear will be there with the likes of a Scheffler. And then, you know, Speed and Thomas, historically, for example, without getting too much further into this, like, historically have been a fantastic and But I certainly wouldn't be too worried to see Speed and Thomas showing up at Marcus Simone to play against him in foursomes in particular. Um, and possibly even a four-ball. So, yeah, I think uh, plenty of food for thought there going forward, and I think Donald has to be quite pleased with how things are playing out uh, a month out anyway.
2: Yeah, Burns is also, I think, picked because of his friendship with Sheffield, but his putting, is, his stats are very good. So I think I'd say they're doing everything they can to try and get Sheffield a, into a decent partnership because you obviously want him playing at least four out of five Games with the way he's playing, but for someone else to hold a flat stick for him. Uh, But yeah, I think there's a couple. I think Burns, to be fair, he was compared to Cam Young, as in, should he have got, should Cam Young have gotten picked ahead? Cam Young doesn't have a win yet. You're picking, I think you're picking Cam Young based on major appearances. And to be fair, he's, he's, he's performed very well um, in the majors. He's a couple of top threes um, and a few. I think top eight as well, but burns has five wins, and obviously he won the match play the only literally the only event of the year that um they play head to head so I was skeptical about him being picked a few weeks ago, but I think the more I think about it it makes sense i don't think j yeah i don't think j t will go near a, a foursman's game either yeah I think um he'll be rolled out in the in the four ball probably it'd be interesting Fowler might play with with speed once or twice, mm. though, as well, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of takes place. But yeah, we yeah found... Fowler's
3: uh, Fowler's Rider Cup record is actually not great, though, is it not? Home. No, particularly away from home, it's not great. He only has a couple of wins out of nine or ten, uh, outside the states. Um, but yeah, no, like someone like that would make sense, especially if you're just going to play with your pals. Um, you know, clearly, if you're, if you're not too worried about, you know, how. People are actually playing, you just put the mates out together.
1: Um, how much do you think they actually think about that? Like, uh, all joking aside, like the, the mates, clearly, the, the, it's,
3: clearly, it's clearly yeah. here, like it has to have been a factor here. Like, there's, there's no other reason why you would pick Justin Thomas based on the last year's golf. I mean, you could make the argument that it's a two year cycle uh, and that he, you know, he's won a major championship within the two year cycle, but like. If you if you're looking at it from a foreign perspective, like I just I I, just, I find it very difficult to make the argument for him, um, like similarly as I would find it difficult to make the, the argument for Lowry if it was a if it was the same level of depth within Europe, and I mean there isn't within Europe, so someone like Lowry is like as we said looking like he, you know, almost nailed on to get a pick, but like there I, are. Do you think Lowry is safe? Yeah, I think he's safe in Europe, but like he wouldn't have had a hope in the States with the depth that they have versus the depth that Europe have. And I think Thomas has kind of just benefited. Thomas has benefited from who he is and 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 uh, you know the fact that that you know he's got a he's got a very good match play record. To be fair to him, but also like you know Keegan Keegan Bradley's comments as a said were very pointed. Like you know it was very much like if you're not in the, if you're not in the if you're not in the boys' club then what do you have to do to get in here other than qualify automatically because like Bradley's won twice this season. His stats will be way better than, than Thomas's. Like Thomas hasn't won this year. He's just basically struggled, particularly over the course of the summer. Um, you know, and he did show he, he showed a bit like by almost qualifying for the top seventy for the FedEx Cup, but he in fact the matter is he didn't. And uh, so I think I think it's been a huge I think it's been a a huge impact on um the selections and you know i suppose to play devil's advocate with it perhaps sat johnson's learning from past mistakes because you know i think the the us team over the certainly over the last 10 years hasn't been uh hasn't really been that well gelled together in comparison to the europeans and you know there's always been stories of fallouts etc i mean obviously you know the most famous example would be mickelson and tom watson in 2014 Um but you know I'm sure the likes of Patrick Reed wasn't the easiest man to deal with in the team room. And, you know, there's been some stories that have fallen out of that and characters like the Shambo, et cetera. So possibly from Johnson's perspective, it's just the easiest way to do things. And he's just going to have to, you know, rely on the fact that Justin Thomas is obviously, you know, one of the top golfers in the world. And that maybe you know, given an occasion like the Ryder Cup, he might find something like his best form.
0: I do get the, the whole like, as in, what did Zach Johnson say? Was it, uh, you don't leave JT at home? <clears throat> but, like, that's all kind of predicated on his past match play experience or presence Cup rider club experience when he was top 10 in the world. Like, he's a he's a totally different player now. Like, he's been in the top 10 since about 2017 and that's when the kind of record starts and it ends. Like, he's 26 in the world now. He's missed nine cuts since the Masters. He's, his best finish is a ninth and you have speed and fowler in there like as far as the parents go like there's a few really nice ones and joe i think you nailed it there like they're gonna put scheffler with the uh, scheffler with a good putter you have that weird relationship between Xander and cantley where they're best mates you have two california guys in homa and morikawa then speed and fowler like i don't know who jt gels with there necessarily unless there is kind of a the substitution in with speed and Fowler and JT kind of in a tricksy um, like Harman and Clark well Clark to be fair did finish third in the FedEx so like I think Clark deserves to be there and Harman is just ultra consistent but he's not flashy but like in terms of actually banning these lads together I see three or four really good pairings sorry I see three good really good pairings and then just kind of lads thrown together and JT just isn't one of them, um, like I'd have Fina ahead of them any day. Like Glover's last few months have been unbelievable. So if you want a form pick, that might seems to be a really nice guy and gets on with everyone. He should be slotting in straight away. And um, Keegan Bradley on form alone for the year should be going in there. Like there's three lads there. I would have ahead of JT. Absolutely no question. So if it comes down to kind of one or two matches and it's the singles on Sunday and JT is five down with sucks to go, like Zach Johnson could 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 have, not could have fucked this all up but it's just it's a really strange pick and he's defending him as in I I totally get Bradley's comments because you say you don't leave JT at home, it's like yeah you do or you just bring him in as a fucking advisor to make sure he's in the dressing room, don't put him on the pitch when he's literally playing absolute dog shit so yeah, yeah it's a really really big goal
2: for, He's brought okay. for like that role I think he's the golf is going to be, he's obviously going to have to play singles but you know, depending on how he plays in the practice rounds, like maybe he'll only play one one match before that. Um, but and and for the singles, I think you know, depending on the the lay and land at that point, I think he'll be put at the back because you know he'll put a couple of guys to try and get the points on the board first. But you know, if 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 he's got any sort of game, Johnson will fancy him. You know, to to keep the head and the you know if he's got the deciding point point, um, and. Because if you yeah. think about it like as well, the characters in that in that dressing room, who's gonna be his vocal and who are the lads you said were alternative picks, who would have been nearly as vocal? JT will be the man who will be, you know, driving them on, who'll be trying to get them up for it. I just don't see that many other big characters there. So it, it makes me question the pick less, but he probably should have been a vice captain in in, in that.
0: That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, can't imagine Scotty Scheffler rallying the troops before going out to war. Um, Yeah, yeah. no, don't put him. I just like as in he can shotgun as many beers as he wants on the fucking sidelines. Like, don't. Yeah, Yeah, but it's
2: really it's a brave one. He's only played two Ryder Cups, and everyone's talking about him as the most experienced. uh, You know, he's the captain. He, He, you know, as in playing captain, he's the he's the guy who's been there, done that. But it's funny, like Dustin Johnson won five out of five points in twenty twenty one, has played what, six Ryder Cups. Um and, you know, not even a mention. No, I don't think he should have been picked because of the exact reasons we just said there. He'd be he would be the furthest from, you know, vocal in the in the dress room. Well, you know, maybe behind closed doors things are different. Um, but it makes sense in some in some respects, but like he could be a lot just
0: just as Devils, Devil's advocate, would you what would would you be more afraid of if DJ and Bryson were on this team now and say maybe a Glover, like as opposed to imagine the the captain's picks or sorry, the automatic picks taking count and Clara Carmen and JT were out, and DJ Bryson and say Bradley were in the team. I think that'd be a fucking far more intimidating outfit to go up against.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean Johnson Dustin Johnson maybe you could make an argument. I couldn't even really tell you how he's playing the last little while. I, I don't know what his form is like. I know he hasn't really done anything in, in majors. Um Bryson, no, I don't think so. Um again. Uh, yeah, no, he hasn't really done done anything. Like the the sneaky That's lads on greed. the team are what? What well, Sergio? That's your greed. Big big <laughs> yeah. Um you, yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's any of the... Obviously, Brooks made it from the live uh, outfit, but anyone else you think we should have had a chance?
3: I think no. there's, 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 there's a good few names that, like, I think it's a... You know, I don't want to get into a live us PGA argument again, but there's a good few names there that had they not left, I think would have had a, a significant chance, but no, I mean, I don't think so, based on the Based on the year that's been, I mean, you know, there was all the talk about the Shambo because of his fifty eight, but that was just that was a once off and he won good finish in the US Open. As you say, Conlock, like I couldn't tell you how Dustin Johnson's playing. It's clearly not that well because, you know, he, he didn't really feature in didn't really feature in any of the the live leaderboards that I saw anyway, did he? Um, I can't can't claim to have watched any live golf over the year, but certainly don't remember his name popping up and I think in the majors he had a bit of a mare. He was certainly hitting that mare in the open mystical by a by a country miles so um no I mean Patrick Reed you could make the same argument for Patrick Reed as you could for Justin Thomas except for the fact that they all hate him so it'll just be the opposite argument um <laughs> the the anti team player Patrick Reed um but no not for me anyway like genuinely not for me I don't think any of them have shown much but I think it probably. Should be noted as a bit of an olive branch, um, that they picked Kepka because obviously it's worth noting that Kepka, um, did fall out of the automatic standings, um, so he was relying on the pick, um, I think, yeah, uh, I think you know it would have been a it would have been a major omission if if Johnson didn't pick him. So I mean, clearly this is sort of you know reconnecting, but I think like you know in terms of a a live player he was obviously a major winner this year so he was at least controversial from a golfing perspective and also i think one of the le- one of the lesser controversial picks from a personality perspective because i think you know he hasn't really he seemingly hasn't really fallen
2: out with too many of them um since the split or the divide yeah johnson said uh, zach johnson apparently you're not the only one Dave, who didn't watch live apparently johnson didn't watch any of the, the live golf he he just I suppose really? decided that those guys on their uh, major performances and I suppose Brooks Brooks couldn't have done much more second at the Masters and obviously the PGA win, but yeah he didn't apparently didn't give any of them a call anyway the the guys who you know we talked about there the like said Shambo and Dustin Johnson he rang everyone down to twenty third I think on the official points or whatever mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, a kind of yeah, a token. A token. You, do you reckon Patrick
1: Patrick Reed will sue him because of that?
3: <laughs> because he didn't
2: call um, a risky move. I'd yeah. say I'd say Patrick Reed will be thick as the wall.
3: Um there's no question about that. Patrick I'd say be, there'll be, be, be a few tweets about it, no doubt. Um the next time he's he's visiting with his children. I don't know if anyone saw that uh that out outburst on Twitter. I he was just he he was just um pontificating about how wonderful how wonderful live was um, compared to everything else, but the the start of it was just incredible. Just incredible language, really. Like while visiting with my children, we spoke about X, Y, and Zs. Like, like who visit? I thought the whole point of uh, going to live, Patrick, was that you'd be spending more time with your family and not having to, you know, visit your children to talk about the the benefits of live. But in any case, he's a great man. I'll say. I
0: know. i actually, Joe, even to your. Uh... To that point, there. I think he called everyone down to yeah, like twenty third. I just saw a gas tweet. It's like, oh, you really should have called down to fifty. And some random lad who's in 49th ninth in the Ryder Cup standing should have got a call from Zach Johnson. <clears throat> like, it's I don't know why you get down to like twenty three. Like, who who's kind of around there? Like,
2: am
1: I, yeah, imagine getting the call and seeing Zach Johnson's name pop up on <laughs> your phone. And you'd be getting be like, what am I? Am I, I, I think Zina was, was
2: like twenty 21- one. Twenty twenty one or something. He was Oh, he was, is he? he? was low. But like that that's it. Like then you're into the the drags. So I, I imagine like Russell was... Henley and Denny McCarthy and those lads.
1: I'd
2: say uh,
0: Salvatores is probably top thirty. Could've got a call. How's your back? <laughs> <clears throat>
1: um but yeah, and then I think like the, the the quiet lads who you wouldn't really be thinking of all that much on that US team would be Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon. Obviously they've both won majors this year. Um, I think they would be sneaky good. Like they—they're they're just players that are clearly playing very well, and I've no idea how they would look in terms of a pairing. I don't know who they're mates with or whatever, but both would be very, very solid. Yeah, yeah, I
3: wouldn't wouldn't like to face harm in match play.
2: Yeah, and it's gonna be there. Obviously, Europe always set the course up for you know for a home home game to to suit the straighter hitters, not the bombers and. You know, Harman would obviously come into the, the former category. So he could be a he could be a dangerous man. Yeah, like Dave said, I hate to hate to play him. Like he'll just he'll just kill you with his putting. He'll do
0: exactly what he did at the open and just make literally maybe one mistake over 36 holes and just grind you into submission. Like it is though, it's um that he could be a good parent for Scheffler talking about the the kind of I guess complimenting so someone is absolutely bombing it and then Harmon is able to kinda of clean up. It, it might be an interesting combo, very long and short. Well not short, but like relatively short speaking. Um but no, I think I think Burns actually, Joe, I think that might be a, a really solid pairing for the two of them. Um and then maybe it could be the the major winners, well the American major winners getting kind of tossed around together. It's a uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what he actually does. But like I think of you said it there earlier on, like JT is probably gonna be twelfth out. Like he could be a deciding match, and he could be beaten on the ninth or on the tenth. <laughs> like it's it's
1: yeah, it's, well, yeah you're almost like Adrian realize. wrong.
0: Yeah, what a man. The there was actually a few lads in uh, in 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 Czech last week that uh, that really showed up. Like obviously Larry didn't, but Aberg was was fourth. Hjgaard. Played very well. Morong played very well. Even uh, Yannick Paul, like there's lads there who were, uh, they were early on in the automatic slots. They've dropped out, and I think that was one of their kind of last chances to really put their put their names on the board. And they 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 did a as much as they could, bar winning, which again is kind of just uh, more even more disappointing that Larry wasn't involved.
1: I was just looking at that. I was I was going to bring it up. Um... A lot of those kind of younger guys, rookies or whatever, on the European team that would be kind of on the bubble did produce the goods last week. Um, like you mentioned, Aberg. You mentioned one of the one of the holy guys. I always get confused as to which is the slightly better. Nikolai is,
0: Nikolai is the good one right now, anyway.
1: Yeah, but I think he's like not ranked. I think Rasmus is is ranked better. Um, but yeah, you'd 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 say. Well, possibly either one of those. Bob McIntyre did well. You man, Yannick Paul. Um, ob- Obviously, these guys are not superstars. And, like, they're not, Um, you know, we- we're talking about, say, Sam Burns, for example, as not being potentially one of the strongest players in the U.S. World Cup team. He's still, like, world-class player, around 20th in the world. He's won the world match play. Whereas you're, you are kind of looking at, say, Yannick Paul there, who is, I think, like, a hundredth or something in the world. Um, but having said that, I would be yeah, like just cautiously optimistic with this little crop of European players that just seem to be kind of sneaking under the radar, coming into some decent form.
2: Yeah, the, the team is, there's definitely still a couple of spots up for grabs. I think there's probably, I don't know, is there six? There's three spots for six guys. I'd say, so it may, may, probably more because if you consider someone like Aberg, which again is crazy because he only turned pro what last two months, but he obviously finished top of that PGA Tour University, um, league. You know, top of collegiate golf, and in the states, is nothing to be uh, snubbed. As a, you know, nothing to kind of turn, turn, um, criticize because. You know the, the competition there is, is is so fierce so but yeah i think the lack of lack of experience might my, my costume um but yeah mcintyre has his has a you know grip on that top spot i think if he finishes anyway in the top sort of five he'll he'll cement i think yannick paul or Morant need to finish kind of third or better and mcintyre to to finish worse um but the, I think the picks are being made on Monday as well. So yeah, I I've kind of gone over my head as well who I who I think could be picked. I think the likes of Straka, Larry, um, Maronka's won one there as well. Um, and then presume Bobby Mack gets in. Um yeah, there's it's it's tough. I like the look of what, uh, your man Nicola Huygard. I think he he seems to fit, he seems to fit well. Um but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. It is, as Dave said earlier, a bit top heavy though as well. Um and uh, I don't know what kind of way the parents I think Larry will be helped by the fact that I think him and Hatton seem to get on quite well. So
1: oh caddies yeah. for
2: Yeah, yeah. That could be that I, think, be I think I think
3: Hatton's all caddies back on the bag. I think Bow was just filling in there for your man while he was while he was injured or something. But yeah, Larry's got an awful mass play record though. Mm, I, yeah. Awful. So still, um, like
0: that, that just shows how bad the depth is, really. Like even when you say Highgarden, and McIntyre, like I'd have them in straight away because they've both won at Marcus Monik. So like, as in at least it's some sort of some sort of form line. But like when mm. yeah, I was actually looking through the, <clears throat> the the European standings just kind of ahead of the bigs. And Aberg is the fourth best weed. Never mind, <clears throat> anywhere near the kind of top twenty. Like you're, you're going totally on form there. And I know he hasn't. <clears throat> excuse me. I know he hasn't played a lot of, a lot of events. But like, it is really just, is is this lad the 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 kind of very similar to what Leona did when she came into the Line Cup, like kind of just a relatively new pro and going to hit the ground running and absolutely kind of show what they're what where they're going to be in a year's time or two years time. As well, opposed, what to do you think? Now. Do you, do you pick him? This guy, Ludwig
1: Eberg. He's ranked, 200, yeah. he's ranked 200 in the world. He has only played a handful of events as a pro, but he clearly is top quality. Um, what do you reckon? Does, does he get a pick? I think he has to. Like he...
2: He definitely doesn't
3: have to. Like he, he, literally, like he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it at all. Like
0: so. Oh, I think he does. Well, no, not sorry. No, you're right. He doesn't deserve it. But as far as Luke Donald looking at lads who could put it up to some of these Americans, I think Aberg has a far better chance than Yannick Paul, as an example. Even if Paul has been playing very well all year, but like in a head-to-head over eighteen holes, I'd much rather have my money on Aberg. Hmm. Dave? Dave.
3: Oh, I, I probably wouldn't pick him unless he unless he puts I supposed to win on the board maybe this week in Switzerland, but like I think it'd be I think it'd be a huge slap in the face to the likes of a Yannick Paul or a um you know, a Mac, I think McIntyre probably will get a pick, but like some of these lads who've grinded it out on the on the European tour this year and the year before, um, you know, the Ryder Cup is probably supposed to be one of the you know, the carrots at the end of the stick for these guys, and I think to just pick a guy who's just literally arrived in the scene for four or five weeks, um, would be would be harsh, um, you know,
1: ways. Sorry, I was going to say like I don't think you can pick lads equally just because you feel sorry for it. No, I'm not
3: saying you feel sorry for them. for them, but I mean, I think these lads deserve like deserve it more than he does. Like they have, they put together some really good performances over a consistent period of time uh, on tour, and he's just arrived, you know, in the last wet week or so, and everyone's really excited about him because he's young and he's Swedish, and <laughs> I don't know, it's 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 the ball a long way, and now all of a sudden he, he he's in the Ryder Cup, but no, I'm not, I'm not, not 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 for me, not for me, and also like you have to remember that like you know if you go back through history, like go back to the last. 30 years of success that Europe have had at the Ryder Cup, these teams have always been reasonably top-heavy, maybe not quite as much as now, but, I mean, you know, who had who had Jamie Donaldson winning the, you know, the the final point in 2014? You know, you think, like, Stephen Gallagher was on that team. and um, Like, even if you go back to 2012, like, Paul Larry was a key part of that team who kind of came back, you know, with a bit of an Indian summer in his own career. These teams have always been... You know, dotted around with kind of journeymen, uh, Philip Price beating Mickelson in, at the Belfry in 2002. And um, I think that's always been a key part of the European Tour that you know, if you play well in Europe, you, you can get you can get your chance. And, and and a lot of them have actually delivered over the years. So not for me, um, but I'm open to I'm open to being wrong on it. And like you know, I think he has another week this week in Switzerland so to try and you know prove himself a oh, bit further. Um...
1: Only two players in the college game in the states have ever won the Ben Hogan Award back to back, which is basically the best university player. So John Ram and Ludwig Aberg.
3: So Joe, what are you saying? So we well, like, why didn't Ram get picked then in twenty eighteen or twenty sixteen after when he was coming out of college?
1: Well, did he not get on the like he got 15, on? In 18, front. 18. Well, I think yeah. he was only at yeah,
2: college in 15, for you then. Fifteen, yeah. No, right, I, I mean think, yeah, you know, he, I mean in terms of why didn't he play out of college then? I think it's too. I think it is probably unless he wins this week. I think if he wins this week yeah. with the pressure that he's had, because sorry, not the pressure. He's he's playing with more freedom probably, but um, he has you know, Donald has made comments that he's uh, watching him. Um, he was put out with was it Eduardo Molinari last week? Um. Uh, for the Czech Masters, uh, along with Nikolai Horigard, so like you know he was, they were keeping an eye on him, so he knows that. So if he goes and wins this week with the, knowing what the reward is for it, then I would say he's got a strong argument, definitely, and I, I wouldn't argue against. It. But if he does, like if he doesn't do that, and if if the facts remain the same, I think it's too much. I think you've got a couple of you know multiple time tour winners out there. That are that are fighting for spot like Adrian Moronk has won three times in the last 15 16 months, um, and yeah. you've got Seb Straka, who we haven't mentioned, who's I think obviously a shoe in. Um, so yeah, but Joe Aberg had top 10 at the John Deere, <laughs> Straka won that event,
3: yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter, know, but like, fourth that night, fourth at the John Deere. Straka's not 19 Swedish, so. <laughs> but who then? You get treble points for that.
0: <laughs> take the take the four lads that are in: mcilroy Ram, Hovland, Hatton. You have the yeah. rest of the English boys: Fleetwood, Fitz, and.
3: Larry.
2: Uh,
0: you're probably including Rose. You're including Rose. Larry, Straka. Say, say, for example, McIntyre, Moronk, and. Um, who was the other one we mentioned there? Hoygard. Uh, Hoygaard. So, like, that's 11, I think. So it's the last spot, really. Then, like, then it does come down to a Yannick Paul. I totally get what you're saying, Dave. Like, it's, it's. Um, <clears throat> I, I wonder will Luke Donald look at it like that and say, like, in, in, historically looking back at Ryder Cups, let's let's give the DP World Tour a chance to shine against the, the boys from across the pond. I just, I, he's been he actually played them, I think, in the John Deere day he went down I think he shot 63 to open or something like that like he shot the lights out when he was playing with Donald and like he's he's playing all right now and I do I do for for tipping at the end of this show I'll be tipping him to win in, in Switzerland but like it's it is gonna come down to a captain's pick very similar to Zach Johnson in terms of what he feels is the right thing to do and I just have a feeling Donald he's been he's been talking so much about him and yeah, I, I think Donald is going to go with the young gun, but I, I totally appreciate that someone like the Yannick Paul. Like, it's if it was my decision, I'd probably go for for Aberg just for a young lad to go out and fucking tear it up. But yeah, it's it's going to come down to what Donald, or like his strategy, I guess, which will be yeah, it'll could could be could be the decider on what looks like it's going to get a lot tighter than we thought it was going to be a couple of months ago. Do mind Yannick Paul?
1: It's going to go with. <laughs> With Ludwig work and he's going to be thinking not just of this one. He's going to be thinking of the next Ryder Cup. Where where will Yannick Paul be in twenty twenty five? He'll be nowhere.
3: Where Luke Donald be? Not Ryder Cup captain, so probably not as concerned about the makeup of the team in two years' time.
0: Oh, he's starting starting a dynasty here now after some embarrassing losses.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking I was thinking about this though as well earlier, like when. The captains for the next few years. Like we've just we just lost. Obviously, thank God we've lost Poulter um as a potential captain. But like also Westwood, Garcia, and Keimer. I mean, and is, Justin, is Justin Rose the next captain?
1: Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> he is.
1: The there's the a funny one though with with calling back
3: Monty. Bring back Monty.
1: Bring back Monty. Yeah, With Keimer I know he's gone to live And technically that's the rule But you, I don't think anyone Has a bad word to say About Martin Keimer He's a good he, you, You'd get behind him As a Ryder Cup captain
2: But Can the DPRL Tour pick him?
0: No are They won't
2: okay. like Sorry Stenson's included In that bunch as well And obviously We know what
0: I'd say give Harrington One more shot Fuck it He deserves it I do uh, that out
2: of any any live live
0: live defector. Um, like actually, it, it interesting enough. Like, say, Sergio played this year on the PGA Tour and he never left. Would he be in the running now as a Justin Thomas kind of conversation? Like, is that a yeah. bad? one hundred percent. One hundred
3: percent. He'd be unless he'd lost his game altogether. He'd be. Um, he be in. No he'd question. Yeah. Wonder what he's thinking.
0: would be. Would he be a bit sick? Saying fuck, like because mm. he is obviously like he did in. You can't take it away from. Him. He's a, an incredible Ryder Cup player, and like it's, I'd say it means it means quite a lot to him. Like just from the from a certain kind of savvy, savvy perspective and the potential to play with Ram. But you'd wonder, does during moments like this when there's just complete kind of anyone could get into the European Ryder Cup team, does Sergio say shit? I shouldn't have gone.
1: Yeah, ah, oh, mind Sergio as so. well. Yeah, <laughs> he's passed. He's had his. He's had his time in the sun. Um. So yeah. Then what are we saying? I, it's it's actually a nice little time of year now. The next couple of weeks. I
3: think. Sorry. Just just one more deal. The Aberg. I think like you're you, like you're talking about Yannick Paul here. Like I, I don't even have Yannick Paul in my team just for the record. And I don't have Aberg either. Who like, who who you? Okay. Well,
1: not necessarily naming all twelve, but who are those spots that you're?
3: Well, it's the obvious, it's the, it's the well, obvious I, eight or nine that we've spoken about. I mean, you struck a Moronk and McIntyre and mm. and, and Heugard, P- Victor Perez. Even like they're all guys that, like, if it comes down to, I think the way I'm looking at it here, if it comes down to the final spot, you have Nikolai Hoygaard, Victor Perez, and, um, like I I don't even consider Aberg for it. But anyway, if you want to consider Aberg, he's probably in that one. Um, I have the team filled out before that.
0: I have my team here now as well. If we want to do some predictions,
3: I oh, I've no doubt today we probably will get a pick, but I just, I just don't think he deserves it like, at all. <laughs> Not even close. I hope he doesn't listen. Uh, to I, his, either, I think that. it sent
0: a really bad sign. But um...
1: well, Cooper, what are you saying then for those couple of last spots?
0: Yeah, no, the obvious top four, and then Hatton, Fleetwood, Straker, Rose, and then for the last four, Larry, Bob, Mack, Aberg, and Moronk.
3: Oh, you said you you, put... a touch that high should go because he won us. Uh, head.
0: it's between Heiberg and Moronk. And
3: what? Oh, so, you, 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 sorry. So, where is Aberg in your standings here? Oh, he's here.
0: fucking, he's number 10.
1: So, you have him ahead of one of the the Heigards. Which Heigard are you
0: going for? No, no, I don't have Heigard. If it was going for Heigard, it'd be Nikolai, right? Okay, Joe, do you have
1: anything to add there?
2: No similar picks. to i i would say like it's got like yeah the picks will be larry larry rose um what is it mcintyre then straka moronk and i think i think nikolai nikolai Haugard is who i would pick um yeah a couple of people are talking about like alex naran has played but he's not he's not playing well enough and then um even someone mentioned uh, Alex Fitzpatrick to to partner Mally Fitz, but I think that's a bit uh Well, it's a it's it's far-fetched it's, it's less far fetched than Ludwig Eiberg.
0: But <laughs> well, then Harrington is less far fetched than Ludwig Eiberg. We're gonna
1: sit here next week, and Ludwig Eiberg is gonna have one in Switzerland, and you're gonna. If he be- wins,
3: in, if he wins in if he wins in Switzerland, it's a different kettle of fish. But well, like Chap's been a professional. You should play the Walker Cup this weekend, like
1: <laughs> he's I'm just looking at the odds. We'll okay, so we'll do our best for the for the week now. Um nice couple of weeks coming up. So we Switzerland this week, then we've Irish Open following week. Um and then do we have BMW?
3: Went Am I wrong? Worth,
1: yeah. yeah, Wentworth and then Ryder Cup is is around and So focus turns to Europe now for the next month or so, which is which is great, I think. Um so Matt Fitz's favorite I'm I'm looking at here, the uh Aussie equivalent of Paddy Power sports bet here. So Matt Fitz favorite, Aberg and Nikolai Hoygaard second favorite, Moronk next. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe what do you
0: what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's just Dave's face for anyone listening. <laughs> Se-
2: like second second favorite is outrageous. Any, anyone it's who b- b- irrespective.
3: Irrespective of if he wins, misses the code, or falls off the Alps, like sixteen to one read, Anyone who anyone who backs him anyone who backs with sixteen to one needs their head examined.
1: Well on that note, I'm yeah. backing those big <laughs> I
3: knew, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew you all
2: like I knew you, yeah, <clears> you <throat> uh, I'm I'll um I'll just go on the nose. Fitzy, he's won back to back here and he's he's another runner up finish, so straight on um uh, Matt, matthew fitzpatrick
1: okay Matt fitz solid best yeah
0: cooper no no same as joe like it is it's it's fits fits wins this uh, on the nose but um if there was a little parlay then ludwig ludwig to finish second you know no nah, no nah. uh Fitz fits to win um but uh it, it is uh, this it's the same as the same as last week if not more important now literally on the Sunday, it'll be the Eve of the, the picks. So it's gonna be a huge week for, for all these lads who are trying to put their name on the board.
1: Big week, yeah. With the uh, as you, I think Joe said, the selections on Monday. Right, Dave, who are you saying?
3: Uh I'll be honest and say like I'm kind of surprised at the field. I think it's pretty weak for the last week before Ryder Cup, but uh, our last week before Ryder Cup selections, I should say. Um I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Yannick Paul. I'm gonna go, go, go,
2: go.
3: go against the grain here. Why not? Top ten last week's been consistent on tour all season. Uh, you know he's a model professional, I'm sure. Uh, and you know this whole like Twitter campaign that's you know being driven mainly out of the states actually to uh, to get Aberg on the on the Ryder Cup team. I just want it to be entirely derailed uh, this week. I want him to. Fall into obscurity, and uh, end up like a, a Doug Game, who was you know he was world number one. Oh, amateur out of, he was <laughs> world number one amateur coming out of university. You know why isn't he on the U.S. Ryder Cup team? Uh, well, that's because he's done nothing as a professional, uh, and that's the same with uh, with Mr. Aberg. So I'm going to go for model model German uh, Yannick Paul, who will put together no doubt four solid rounds in the 60s, for everyone to tears and 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 win the Swiss Masters. Him and Yannick him
0: and Harman in the Ryder Cup would be a beautiful fucking sight. Yeah, no, no, be... no one would know who either of them are. They'd be like, this is the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: Yannick Paul ranked 109th in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, this boy been around on tour for god knows how so many years. Um, yeah, but as I said, my bet is Ludwig Abram I'm not going to do him to win each way. He'll get a he'll cruise to a top five, no problem. Two um, weeks
0: in a row. Model professional.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Refer to I mean, to, refer, to uh, refer to Yannick Paul, he's never been top 10 in the John Deere. like that. That's probably you know, <laughs> one thing that's a glaring omission on his CV is that he hasn't had top 10 in the John Deere. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: And we, we all know who has. Um, right, we will leave it there, gents. Um, Enjoy the, the, the views of the, the Swiss Alps in Trans Montana this week. Um, And then, yeah, sure, we'll catch up after Luke Donald has made his picks next week. Um, Cool. Cheers.